the future. A dark time for all of us. The internet is gone. Destroyed by the evil syndicate so it can build vast wealth and power. All we once knew, lost. But there is a new hope. Using time travel, Agents Jim, George, and Joseph have been sent back in time to gather information from the past and help us fight back against the evil syndicate. Now the plot thickens. Agent George mysteriously disappears and a new agent named Jason emerges. Did the home office remove George? Or did the evil syndicate install Jason? This is the continuing mission of the crispy, coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. Hey, it's Joseph. And it's Jason? It is Jason, I believe. <laughs> it is. Uh, episode 206. Crispy Coated Robots. We're going to talk about some famous wintry scenes from movies and TV today. Yes. But before yes. we get there, how's the crew doing? How are you doing, Joseph? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I mentioned last show, and I think Jason, I need to talk about this more because it's so good. I'm I'm not I'm not kidding here either, Jason. I'm like six hours into this audiobook and yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> I am absolutely loving it. Uh it is the history, the rise and fall. The, the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, written Third in Reich. 1960. You're, you're on by... tape three of our, four, of our 14 tape series. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. a book on tape. It'd be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it'd be like a <laughs> suitcase, huge suitcase full. Of... <laughs> full. It's it's like 57 hours. It's 57 hours, and the beauty of it is, uh, it's really good, Jim. If you're a historian, William Schreier, the author, was in Berlin. He was in yes. Nazi Germany. He saw it. That's he detailed, saw, though. That's detailed yes, if it but, takes that long. So That's almost we'll, like I woke up on the day and saw the shelf, which is well, no, why it, it, it gets better. That... He he has all the papers from yes. the Third Reich. They wrote down everything, and so he saw it firsthand, and then he had all the papers, and so it took him a very long time to put it together. And it is the definitive history of Europe and the war in the beginning of the 20th, 20th century. It's fantastic. I mean, how, he many, how many how many hours, Joseph? Fifty seven hours. Fifty seven hours. I, and I Jason finished just it. finished it. I'm on hour six of it, and I I I love it. I thought, oh, this is you know, I got it almost like a joke because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Jason, like, okay, fine, I'll get the I'll get the book. You know, uh, I'm an Audible member, and uh, I was like, I got a credit. I'll I'll spend a credit on it. I'm really liking it. I'm really liking it because what it does, Jim, and this is the reason why I like it. I'll stop is that it really says, how could this possibly happen? How could this happen? And it really shows this is how it happens. I mean, he goes all the way back to Martin Luther Mm -hmm. and sort of talks about how the mindset of the German people were sort of set for this kind of stage hundreds of years before that happened. So good stuff. (laughs) There you go. Are you getting close to the Third Reich? Are you still like back with Martin Luther? Are you still kind of like the printing press was invented by? No, he, he's, he's really (laughs) taught. He's really, uh, where I am right now is he's really talking about Mein Kampf, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, uh, Hitler stuff. And yeah, it's, it's just fascinating because, you know, I was history major in college, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I actually wrote a paper on the relationship between Francisco Franco, uh, Mussolini and Hitler, and I called it the Three Stooges Take Over Europe. 
Here's a bit <laughs> and, of trivia. Here's a bit uh, of trivia. There you go. You know, and, and so I know a lot about, but this stuff is giving me, gosh, a great amount of information that uh, I wish that I had when movie. I wrote my picture. If Pop you quiz, was made to a movie when they put the actual Three Stooges in there, hey, <laughs> I think they actually had it. I think the Three Stooges actually did a short because I think it was a uh, uh, Mo was playing Hitler. That makes sense. Uh, Larry was playing Franco, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Curly was playing Mussolini. Which a lot of parodies at the time, pretty yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. What What was Adolf Hitler's actual last name? Do you Do you know? Do you remember that? I don't know. Schickelgruber. That's right, Schickelgruber. <laughs> How about that? Wow. <laughs> what's, go- what's going on with me is something that I can't believe it took me 54 years to do, but I was listen- listening to a podcast, WTF, Mark Maron's podcast, and yeah. he was interviewing Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. And okay. he was talking about, uh, Mark Maron was talking about how he just recently took his Telecaster and took the top E string off and started tuning it to an open G. And it, and it sounds just like, of course, Keith Richards' style. And I thought to myself, I've never taken off the top string i've done the open g but i've never gone all the way i did it it's amazing it sounds just like him <laughs> if you're if you haven't done it everybody take off the top e you don't need it yeah you don't and need um i guess for me and i'm still hasn't finished it but i've been watching the boys prequel the uh, gen v which is interesting because the boys is so crazy a little mm-hmm. more. It still has a lot of crazy scenes, but not as the boys crazies, but it's a little more subdued, but uh, pretty gross. And it has uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's sons. First time I've seen him act in it, which is uh, How is a couple oh. upcoming movies. But How uh, is he? does he have an accent? Does he have Arnold's accent? No, he does not. This is not the one with the maid. This is no. the one with Maria Shriver. It's so. not the one that looks just like him. Yeah, this is Patrick. This is the one that kind of looks like him. But the one, the Joseph Benya guy, he looks exactly like Arnold. See, we we brought it all the way back around to the Austrians and the Germans. See there that? we go. Came all the way back around. <laughs> well done. Well okay. done, Let's start sir. the show. <laughs> Wintry scenes in TV or movie. It could be like a scene that really kind of could be ice, could be snow, could be just cold. So we start with number five. Joseph, what is your number five? Wintry scene. I'm very excited about my list because, you know, normally I just have a whole bunch of old crap that no one's ever seen on my list. <laughs> True. But uh, this is a current one, uh, and it is Society of Snow, uh, that if you have not watched it on Netflix. Wait a minute. This is another Nazi show, right? Oh, I know what this no, is. I started no. watching this. Oh, no, this is the, it's, uh, the, the, the it's it's a remake. Go, the, yeah, the this is remake. the, yeah. the Argentinian, Bolivian, uh, Uruguay. Okay, uh, a rugby team that, yeah. you know, in 1972, they had the plane crash. They were there for over over uh, over two months. What they did they eat? To... How did they eat? How did they and survive? This is the thing is that this one, you know, I, I at first I didn't want to watch it mm-hmm. uh, because remember the 1992, 93 oh, yeah. Ethan Hawke Alive mm-hmm. one? Which I never saw because I didn't know it, I don't want to deal with it. It was, it was not very good. And they sort of wimped out on the whole thing. This one is based on uh, the the book with the same title, Society of Snow, that was written by uh, Pablo Versi. Uh, and basically what he did is he got all the records from the guys that survived. And so this is as accurate as you can get. In fact, they even had one of the surviving members on uh, location. They went to the actual plane crash to film a couple of scenes. They had the actors sleep in tents overnight oh so boy. they could sort of get a feel for it. 
and they had to eat a breakfast of human flesh to really get into character (laughs) i'm telling you it's great you guys need to watch it it's really really good any particular scene that stood out or just on the whole movie being in snow uh well obviously if you had to say there's one scene that really stands out there besides the plane crash the plane crash is awesome it's it's when it's when they are you know they they go from 42 all the way down to i think surviving 18 Mm. but it's like they've been there for like six weeks they've sort of put up this makeshift uh using suitcases this is makeshift wall uh, to cover the opening of the plane because that's where they're in. And two avalanches happen at the same time. Ugh. And the snow just comes catering in. And, of course, you're thinking, why does God hate these people so much? Because they've already been through so much and all that. And then two more avalanches. It's an incredible scene. So I would say that's why it's my number five. Avalanche! Sorry, doing Jerry Lewis from cracking up. Terrible. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Should have made my list. Now I think about it. Uh, Jason, what's your number five? My number five is just as funny as Joseph's. Um, it's from the Ice Storm 1997 movie directed by Ang Lee. It's a scene that just stuck me with me from that movie. Um, it's where Elijah Wood is out walking. Do you know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. It's where Elijah Wood is out walking around during an ice storm. Everything is frozen. He's kind of sledding along and, and, and skidding along the, the road that's all frozen over with ice. And he stops and he rests and he, and he sits on like a guardrail. And he's looking at uh, a fallen electrical line that's dancing in the air. And, and, and it looks you know kind of beautiful, like, like the, the plastic bag that's beautiful in American beauty. Right. But then the the line touches the metal guardrail that he is sitting on, and it electrocutes him and kills him. And it, it's it's a stunning scene that you do not see coming in this movie, and it, it'll stick with you. So that's my icy scene. The electric nice. well, Our number fives are all pretty gruesome. My number mm-hmm. five is from Fargo, the first killings. Oh yeah, not so much the the this wood chipper, but the night killings when the uh, the cops pulls him over. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have them with the abducted woman in the back, the Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. uh, character, Peter Stomare characters, um, and of course, they end up killing the uh, uh, cop. But not only that, it's the people who saw him; they saw them kill the cop and, and pass by, so they go chase that car down and kill them too. And then you have uh, Francis McDormand's character w- w- waking up the next morning to see the, the carnage, but. It is kind of shocking. It's it's a perfect uh, characterization of the night snow, that kind of creepy, kind of dark, cold car encompassed by snow thing. So I really think it really encompassed the uh, the whole winter feeling. So the first killings in Fargo is my it, number five. And it sets up how the chief is really smart because whenever her, her deputy says it's a DLR on the license plate and he doesn't really put it together, she's like, eh, I got a problem with your police work there. <laughs> That's right. Don't, don't you know? Don't, don't you know? You know? Yeah, <laughs> dealer plates. Good stuff. Uh, so uh, number four for you, Joseph, is what? Uh, it would probably have to be the opening scene of uh, the first time you get to see the White Walkers, the king of the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Uh, this is like huge because you always hear about winter is coming, winter is coming. And when it comes, uh, I think it was the, I think it was, at the 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 season finale 
uh, of when you get to see him and you had that whole time in between going, okay, here it is. They had this, the one where they had the King of the white walkers, the one yes. where kind of like the creepy version of, uh, Mr. Uh, I'm Mr. Snow miser, whatever. It looks, <laughs> like, right. it looks like they did a, like a lifetime version. <laughs> they a did. Your nose, a little pointier. No top I think, hat. <laughs> I think it. I think it's one of those things that that paid off. The scene paid off because you were the anticipation was there, and when it happened, you're like, "Oh boy," you know. Let let's shift gears here. So that's different my level four. too, because you're like they're battling each other, and all of a sudden they got to battle these kind of zombie yeah. crazy people. So it was a whole other element to the show. So very nice, Jason. You're number four. My number four is from Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Was it the number seven, eight, or nine in the series? It, of movies? It, six. It, I think it was six. They, it they, was six. They and, had to make it because number five was so bad. They're like, we can't go out like this. Mm-hmm. 1991. It's the awesome one, everybody, where Kim Cattrall is a Vulcan. Yes. And the scene I'm talking about is where Kirk and McCoy are stuck down in like a, I think it's a Klingon prison. And they're trying to escape. They have a mon, uh, the model, David Bowie's wife, right? Uh, uh-huh. Who's trying to help them get out. And she's a shapeshifter. And while they're trying to get out and they're up, up, up out of the prison she turns into kirk and kirk is suddenly battling kirk and kirk says i can't believe i kissed you and she answers back it must have been your lifelong ambition (laughs) that's pretty good right yeah that's great that's great who's the the sexier uh, star trek uh kirstie alley from uh star trek 2 oh kirstie alley that's when kim cattrall kim cattrall oh kirstie alley was so hot so hot wow there's a there's a debate right there but uh, we'll move on uh uh, my number four is from die hard to die oh i forgot forgot i'm sorry i gotta interrupt you and the episode was make, made fun of on in South Park, the Spooky Fish episode, okay? When there were the oh, two that's right. That's right. Very important point. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Die Hard 2. Uh, Die Harder, of course, takes place at the airport this time I'm, on Christmas What is Eve. this movie? This, this Die Hard you speak of. I, yes. What is this? <laughs> well, we have the end, of course, when Bruce Willis uh, gets kicked off the plane, gets uh, fights John Amos on the wing of the plane and gets <laughs> knocked off. And then he ends up taking the gas cap off and then the gas comes trickling down the thing and he has his whole his, his lighter and he lights it and the whole what does he say he has a what does he say yay he does the <laughs> yippee kaye right there on that and blows up the whole plane in the snow and he celebrates to himself so that's one of the uh the great cl- you know die hard 2 always gets overlooked by three and one but mm. i still think it's a good movie it's basically the same movie just takes place in an airport but it's it's good stuff so the final scene uh, blowing up the plane in Die Hard 2 is my number Very good. four. Very uh, nice. Number three, Joseph, for you is what? Okay, uh, just as excited as I was about Society of Snow, I got to stick to my roots here. And that is uh, my third entry is from 1925's Gold hmm. Rush, the Gold Rush, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, this is a iconic scene where uh, – he is in a cabin. This is where he's eating shoelaces, uh, <laughs> shoes and all that. But the cabin is on the edge of a cliff and, uh, it's great illusion, great camera work, you know, pretty, he was inventing, he was inventing the medium at the time there where it's, it's sort of on the edge of a cliff and it keeps on tilting back and forth. And the comedy that ensues with Charlie Chaplin, he's great. Visually it's funny. Uh, and it still works. I showed this to my daughter who is 18 a year ago and she and I were literally laughing out loud. And I was thinking, 
this is sort of cool that we're laughing at something that was nearly a hundred years old. Yeah. The comedy still works. And so that's why it's my number three, the gold rush. Charlie Chaplin, who also made fun of Adolf Hitler. Yes. He's not coming back. That's right. The great dictator. The great dictator. Yeah. Uh, Number two, uh, number three for you, Jason. Jason, yes, I got right. What is your number two? Uh, Number three, sorry. My number three uh, was instructive and and it, it teaches all of us when we saw it when we were young that sometimes when you're in a situation, that uh is is potentially dangerous you have no choice but to find a way out of it and to do what you have to do in order to survive you know an icy cold uh part of the world and what i'm talking about of course is the world of hoth in the empire strikes back <laughs> oh this is my where hand solo the, the, the search nice. for luke out there where he goes in the the, the beast and all that stuff excuse me i, I was talking um sorry <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yes. Uh, Han Solo borrows uh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and slices open that tauntaun, and they crawl in and have a good night's warm sleep. You know, oh, the smells smell. so terrible. Oh, it's my God. Good. Well, this Imagine. is our first uh, double. It makes it in. Well, it's good stuff. Does it? I mean, yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. No, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. It's, my, it's my number two. You exact, the, the, the exact scene, you know. Wow. The, the rescue of Luke. Of course, it's like. And they, uh, you know, I think the whole reason Lucas wanted to do the scene because he wanted to take us to a different world, you know, open the movie more exciting. Yeah, and I think he, you know, it's one of those things. It's like could have been the same desert stuff like that, but to see the ice and the little, uh, you know, their little uh, fortress under the ice and all that stuff too, and then then closing that door for, for Han Solo out there, saying right. that it's going to get like super freezing temperatures. So we yeah. don't know if the heroes going to make it the very beginning of the movie, but. Uh, Really good, really well shot. Good stuff. Hey, Can Jim. you do uh, hey, Chewbacca's scream yeah. whenever? I, I love you, Jim. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. My number three is from another movie of that time. Uh, actually, man, no, I think it was a year later, 1981, Superman 2. Yes. The climax when he takes everybody goes to the Fortress of Solitude. The three, uh, you know, General Zod and the other two. And then, of course, he Lex Luthor is there, too. Neil to Zod. Lois Lane, the Neil to Zod part. And it really kind of kind of got me in the movie because, like, crap, you know, Superman's Neil to Zod. This is it. This is over. And he's lost know? his powers. Yeah. Oh. Powers, but then, of course, Lex Luthor <laughs> figures it out. He, he switched the powers in here, and everybody outside lost their powers. So we have the great squeezing of Zod's hand and, of course, throwing him into the thing and all that stuff. And Lois Lane even knocking out the lady. Um, the worst but, though was like the buffoon that literally like just sort of falls yeah, on his the, own. Yeah, just, and those two uh, those two are like on the are still on the uh, uh, autograph circuit. I follow Sarah Douglas who played the woman. I forgot the name of the character, but her and Jack Holloran who played the the guy. Yeah, they go to all these comic cons and they they sign, you know, still Superman two and Superman stuff too. Wow. So, but, uh, right, Can we uh, nerd out? Can we nerd out just for a second on this? Yeah, go like, ahead. It's crazy how the Marvel model where the person has powers, they lose them, there's adversity, and then they get them back and find the solution. That's Superman too, a DC. Yeah. That no, oh, yeah, absolutely. No. Absolutely. I agree. They and had it. The first one to do and that. they lost it. And you have the great thing. We have the great uh, diner scene with the guy who beats him up at the beginning and he goes back. Mm-hmm. And, right. <laughs> you know, so Superman 2, one of the better sequels. Uh, Very good sequel. And shot at the same time, which is pretty amazing as the, the other movie. You know, most of it was shot at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. On now to number two. Joseph, what is your number two? 
Monsters Incorporated, whenever uh, Mike and Scully meet with the Yeti. Uh, nice. Abominable snowman. No, it's adorable snowman. <laughs> uh, obviously voiced uh, by John uh, Ratzenberger, who is Cliff Clavin for you Cheers fans out there and all that. Uh, I just really enjoyed this thing. I thought it was very fun. The whole yellow snow joke works really well <laughs> uh, with snow cones and all that. So it's my number two, Monsters Incorporated. All Mike right. Wazowski. Awesome. Uh, your number two, uh, Jason. My number two is a scene that if you've seen the movie, it's the one that sticks with you. Well, many of them stick with you, but this one does. It's in The Shining. At the end of The Shining, when Jack Nicholson is chasing Danny. And You're at the very end. Mine, Jason. This is oh, no. One. Come on. Well, this is my number two. Good. Go ahead. Uh, but you see Jack frozen dead with yeah. that grin smile on his eyebrows. And uh, he's dead at the end of the lamp. He, he reached the end of his line. The funny thing is now that's become a meme for being too yeah. cold outside. They always have that Jack Nicholson at the end, frozen face. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, not in the book. Not in the book. This was not a Stephen King invention. It was a Stanley Kubrick convention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They He wanted he wanted visually. And I saw uh, like, uh, you know, David this Letterman had that. Uh, he had a, a morning show before he had the uh, late night show. Right. Uh, and he had Stephen King on there when, you know, he had it like the same year the Shining came out. And Stephen King's like, so what do you think? He goes, well, I think it was it was really well done. Jack Nicholson was great. He goes uh, that. And then what do you what? You know, he goes, I also feel like I gave Stanley Kubrick a time, uh, just a grenade. And he blew up everything I created. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> Didn't like it. there's those mixed yeah. feelings with the movie. But you have that at the end. You have, like I said, super wintry. Um, and then you have, of course, him getting lost and freezing. So. That makes it in two, two from Jason and I, the shining and empire strikes. Well Back. done gentlemen. My list is done, but yours isn't Joseph. What's your number one? Uh, another, another recent entry. I'm very excited. Like I said, I never have recent entries, uh, because this is just out, uh, Napoleon, uh, the movie, uh, that's out right now, Ridley Scott, you know, he, ha he's, he's very talented. He's a guy that can, take really large uh, landscapes and just create beautiful imagery with it. And he does this with the uh, Battle of uh, Austerlitz, uh, where, you know, they are battling uh, the uh, Austrians, I guess, uh, at the time. And back to the Austrians. Uh, back to the Austrians. Back, yeah, yeah. We're tying it back. <laughs> but basically it's the one where, you know, he traps them on a lake. Yeah, and the cannons start falling and just breaking the ice, and these guys are drowning. And it's is it's, it true? Is that what happened? Did they do that? It, That's brilliant. It, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I looked it up to see if it was factual. And it says it was factual. So wow, uh, wow. you know, good on him. But visually, it's just amazing. Have either of you seen it yet? No, I have not. Uh, I want to you, know. you need to see it. Everyone says that it's long. I don't <laughs> think it's that long. I don't. I really don't. It's two. Wait two a minute. Are you listening to fifty-seven hours? Of <laughs> this is true it's all relative what's it's a seven hour relative, film right? no but i think it, it kept my attention the whole time i wasn't bored it kept my attention the whole time is it long sure you know was but, there a power uh, line in the scene is that how we killed everybody <laughs> that's right <laughs> so anyway so that's my number one is napoleon jason what is your number one well i'm going to tell you what my number one almost was and then i'll tell you what my number one is okay okay so what my number one almost was was the movie the dead zone christopher walken the ice i can't do it the ice <laughs> is gonna break you can probably do it jim the ice 
The ice it's going to break. break. He's got that pause the in there. Yeah. It's going to break. Yes, that's good. <laughs> that was going to be mine. But as I thought about it, I had to go with a different movie with a, a line that is almost as iconic. It's they laughed at Louis Armstrong when he said he was going to go to the moon. That's right. I'm talking about Blades of Glory. <laughs> the fire and ice routine when Chaz Michael Michaels nice. and Jimmy McElroy are trying for the first time to skate as a duo yeah. uh, to qualify for the Olympics. And it, it is so good. Will Ferrell and uh, John Hader, uh, they're, they're male figure skaters who get themselves banned from the Olympics as individuals. But they figure out that they can bury the, the, the hatchet that's between them and uh, <laughs> bind forces and uh, make ice skating history Louis Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah and you see the tie-in because the ice is going to break they were going to be skating but you know nice that's, uh, nice. that's, that's one that I, I repeat if we do a show on uh, rewatchables again uh, oh it's great that one yeah it's just so many good good things in that movie and then mm-hmm. i think john heater's very underrated i mean when napoleon dynamite comes on i, I pretty much watch it every time so oh, yeah. good stuff so that wraps it up. We have Empire Strikes Back and The Shining as the two ones that are in. Nice. Three more out of that is Society of Snow, The Ice Storm, Fargo, Game of Thrones. Jason, what was your fourth again? Because I, I forgot to write it down. My fourth uh, was uh, The Undiscovered Country, Star oh, Trek. Star Trek. Okay. Uh, Die Hard Star 2. Trek. How can you the forget? Gold Rush, Superman 2, Monsters, Inc., napoleon empire strikes back and jason your number one which was blades of glory blades of glory so all right so there we go (laughs) we need three more any suggestions uh superman 2 is pretty iconic (laughs) superman 2 is good i can go for superman Superman 2 2 makes it in and then what are what are one of these old ones that you're mentioning joseph what's a good one uh the gold rush the gold rush 1925 i I like to say that i had an entry from from uh 1925 and from 2023 with napoleon so nearly a hundred year span on my list here joseph Uh, joseph is listening to a 57 hour book he's doing 99 (laughs) years of research give the man one of his movies and he's watching a six-hour movie. Where does where does he get the time? Where does he get the <laughs> that's time? right? Where do I have all this time? I would like the Gold Rush. If you guys are with the Gold Rush, I think that's we'll go point. with the Gold Rush for that shoe eating scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all edge. right. So there's four right there. Um, I can't really uh, put Napoleon in. I haven't seen it, and uh, you need I've to see it. Mixed, I'm just saying. I've heard mixed things. No, so. I'm telling you right now, it's great. To throw, to throw that into the future not having that knowledge i that would be irresponsible as a crispy coated robot i think i think we need to put in the star trek just star because trek. i want to hear jason's impression again <laughs> all right star trek is in what what do you got jason go ahead i can't believe i kissed you must have been your lifelong ambition <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> so great. he's Kirk. dead jim but uh, all right <laughs> Uh, so there we go. CrispyCoderobots.com is where you need to go for all our information. Uh, we have everything there for you to check out on the show. Of course, we're back every single Tuesday. We release our show. I don't know if you know about that, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's go ahead. And, and uh, who will it be? Will it be Nicholas Cage? Will it be a uh, Shatner? But remember, there's always tomorrow. Or is there? <laughs> nice. Or is that? Joseph, your turn. <laughs> the ice. It's going to break. <laughs> it wasn't Shatner, but we'll accept it. <laughs> Great. <laughs>